she made me think like it was all a go and then I did this research and then she said no I don't think we're going to do that right now that's deflating to your employees the one thing that you did is you said yes and then you set the expectation for what you're going to have to do next you didn't just fly by the answer and just give a flippant yes and I think we're in a culture of flippant yeses or flippant no's Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rome and a super, super chipper Lisa Beckshock. Well, earlier, uh, another time when we recorded, you said I was very zen-like. You were. And so I guess my second cup of coffee has kicked in or something today, so I am like, woohoo, let's yeah. go. So you need to be like me, and this is like number nine. No, no. No. Number nine. Yeah. Well, I think we've talked about this, but to spare everyone, I don't, I don't believe in the way the coffee machine measures cups. I mean, it says, so I drank five cups before I came here, and then this is my second cup that would probably be counted more than one cup. This is probably two cups. So I'm counting nine, and then I'll have an afternoon cup. So, but let's go, let's give it around 10 cups. Uh, let me ask you a question. If, yeah. How bad is I sleep it? like a baby, by the way. I don't under well because you get up at four o'clock in the morning. Four thirty, but yeah, that's one one thing to do. Yeah, I mean, just don't get enough sleep, so your body's just perpetually exhausted. Do I look exhausted? Yeah, oh, sometimes. So careful when you answer that yeah. question, Lisa Beckshock. Okay, <laughs> okay. Moving Listen, on today. Today we are talking about the one thing, the one principle, the one sort of groundedness. Is that a fair word? One sure. thing to ground you to make sure that you achieve your vision. And and I have changed my thoughts on this. I want to get that out there because things do evolve. Um, and my thoughts on this have evolved. This but is going to be good. This is going to be good. Um, because I really feel like it's a... Um, it, I, let, me, let me go into what I used to think. Okay, And you read this all over over the place is that or how many times have you read that persistence is the one thing that you need to achieve what you ultimately want to achieve oh multiple times yep and so i have too and i believe and i'm a pretty persistent uh guy i tend to be and so i thought well yeah that's persistence and 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 uh just two weeks ago i was at a father daughter camp with my middle daughter Hillary, and um, we were reading the J Ranch plug for them, and we were reading the uh, we were reading James, and in James five it talks about let your yeses be a yes, and your noes be a no. And I thought, hmm, there it is, because one level be- below persistence is this thing that's con- making you consistent. And people knowing that when I talk to Lisa Beckshuck, when I talk to Carrie, his yes or her yes is a yes until it's a no. Let's eliminate the gray area because I think there's so much inefficiency and so many things can get lost in the gray. And there's really no reason to paint the gray. And it seems to be a culture of everybody wants to live in the gray. Nice. Mm-hmm. 
I really like that a lot. It, it, it really landed on me, and I thought, you know what? This is an area I need to work on, and I need to improve. I think people aren't confident, and I think the reason they're not confident is because we live in a world that is that moves so quickly that people sort of just go. You mean they're not confident in their yes? They're not confident in their yes. They give a... Yeah. But that yeah sort of means, yeah, but if I find something out along the way, then I'm going to retract this And, yes. you know, this is, I think this is, the, for everyone that's listening, um, this is a, I think this is a culture thing. It's things that have, it, it's, it's sort of habits that we've created that, we're, that aren't necessarily, um, they're not good. And so the, I'm, I'm working on, on breaking that. Because what you just said, as it's it's fine in some instances, but um, the more people that are relying on that yes, and the more people are relying on that no, the more important it becomes for it to be a firm yes or a no. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about actually actually making this happen for you and your organization. Making a commitment to yes. Making a commitment to yes. And not, not, don't just throw out all yeses and all no's. Don't be Congress. Is that what they say Congress does? All no's? (laughs) Don't be, don't just say no until, because that's discouraging. But um, I think, I think a, a yes, particularly when you're doing new things where you know it's, you know in your head it's yes until we learn more information for God's sake, say yes, and here's the information that I think we'll need until we can find out if that is still a yes or it needs to be a no. And I think that that, that clarity yeah. is what's lacking. Yeah, but it's not that hard. It just takes uh, a reminder and a, and a thinking about it and saying, you know what? I think if we commit to trying to do this together as a team, we can be better. And we can be better because they know that I support them, and I'm, I'm not going to retract this. And we've got a story for this, so remind me to, to, to talk about this. Okay. I'm not going I'm I'm to commit to something and then retract because I've done five different fractional commitments. I've done five different, different uh, sort of soft yeses where it wasn't, it wasn't a firm yes. My yes did not mean yes. Well, I think to have a yes mean yes, you have to do, it means that you have to do more research, right? You have to understand the implications of your yes. And I don't know that people are willing to do that because that's a commitment that then they have to be held accountable for. Well, let's talk about that because in a previous podcast, you talked about your yes. It was an encouraging yes for somebody to go do something. Now, you hadn't done the research, but you were saying we are going to need to do more research. My yes was, I think this is a great idea. That was my yes. My yes was not, I'm going to get this through five million committees to make it become a product. It was, I think, yes, this is a great idea. And let's go figure out, let's go do the research and figure out if we need, if this is something that can happen. But let's think about that slight modification that you did that had you left off. This person, this individual could have said, well, Lisa told me 
And she made me think like it was all a go. And then I did this research. And then she said, no, I don't think we're going to do that right now. That's deflating to your employees. The one thing that you did is you said yes. And then you set the expectation for what you're going to have to do next. You didn't just fly by the answer and just give a flippant yes. And I think we're in a culture of flippant yeses or flippant no's. So unpacking that a little bit within the organization, um, we got a couple of tips for you, right, to, to kind of help with this. Well, I think you should tell a story first. Give the example before we give the tips. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think the story sort of illustrates what happens in an organization yeah, when yeah. you give a flippant. Yeah. Yes. So I've got, I've got two stories. Maybe I'll tell one now and one a little bit later. But the first one is, so for those of you, you may know that I do a lot of work with CEOs. Um, in, in one example, I did work with a CEO that was looking to expand, looking to grow. And he specifically said, this is where we want to grow. Named a specific um, location, uh, put the wheels in motion to make that location happen. And then once, once things were in place and commitments had been made by employees below that took that yes to mean yes, not to mean maybe, then he retracted that. And when he retracted that, you know what he did, Lisa Beckshuck? He deflated the employees. Well, it deflated the employees, but he also made someone down the line whose yes does mean yes Ugh. go back on their word. And that is how you, you lose good, good employees. employees. Because, well, you're going to look up one day, and you're going to have a lot of people whose yes does not mean yes. And that's a pretty awful place to have, right? And I think that it is prevalent in larger organizations oh my gosh it seems to be the bigger that companies get the more politics and because there's politics there's all these soft yeses and no one's willing to uh, to give a firm yes because that may mean that well i'll tell you what it does it gives other people ammunition if if the organization subscribes to this politics and let has let it sort of run amok in the organization. You going back to the previous word, you empower people to take negative things and negative actions and just try to uh, attack someone who's willing to say yes. And my yes does mean a yes. That's a pretty, pretty bad spot. Enough with the bad stuff already. Wow. Let's go on with some good stuff. Let's talk, so how do, we, how do we fix this? Well, I think that one of the ways you fix that is through more thought and research before committing to an idea. Yeah, so, so what you just said, I love the example. You said, yes, go do. And, and, and tell that story again because I think it's a great one. So one of um, my managers had this idea for a great product to help people, a population within her community. Yeah. And I was like, that's a great idea. And go do the research, go figure out if this works within our organization. And if it really does work within the community and then we'll take it to the next step to mm -hmm. move it forward. You know, you're almost plotting yeses. Yes. What until, a great here. idea. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Plot the, it's yes now. By the way, listeners, 
that was just that we had not planned that that was just a uh, just, here's your takeaway just plot your yeses plot your yeses we should play like uh just you know music for the rest of the episode i agree i think they, we could just stop right there because it doesn't get much better than that yeah. because i think that oh that's a great way to look at it because instead of giving an overarching yes to something when you might have to retract that because you don't have all of the data or the information if you plot your yes 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 to this step of mm-hmm. it yes mm-hmm. this is a good idea what needs to be done next we need to do research and apply that research to your original idea that's a yes and then go from there <gasps> that was great you know Gary. the other thing lisa is i think if you in plotting your yeses if the first yes ends up in a pivot that is okay yes of course it right? is just make sure that you stick with your yes until it's a firm no. So a steadfastness. steadfastness. Yes. Stick with it. Stick with commit. it. Commit. Is that our third takeaway? Yeah, commit. And when you do this, you're going to get clarity of direction. And your team is going to be able to trust your yeses or your noes. And um, I'll just say that this is something that's it's not going to happen overnight. It's a habit that you need to get into. And it's um, scary. And it's I don't scary. think we really attribute the fear that comes with some of the stuff that we talk about. Well, no one wants to be wrong. And think about That's a generation exactly who everybody got a trophy and so everybody won. If everybody's always won and nobody was ever wrong, you know, I, yeah, well, certainly people are going to say, yeah, you know, is, is, <laughs> I hate to pick on this, but I do get a kick out of the, everyone getting a trophy. I mean, you think this is I what I have no problem with you picking on this. Do you think that this is sort of a, a, a repercussion of everyone getting a trophy? I do. Is this culture of... I do. Of, yeah, yeah. Is, is everybody... If we enter the tournament, is everybody going to get a trophy? Yeah. yeah. Everybody wins. It doesn't everybody matter. Wins. It's all good. Everybody wins. Everybody plays. Everybody wins. Everybody this. Yeah. No, and I think that so that there are positives and negatives that go along with that sort of a, a mindset. And this is one of the negatives to mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. is that people are afraid to, that they'll be wrong. Yeah. So uh, the, another takeaway is that don't be too quick to give a yes or a no. Plot it. Go be quick as long as you're okay with the next step and it's clear what the next step is. And then you describe what information you're going to need until there's a uh, a next yes or no. Um, and do you have a story that you want to share? Or do no? I do you want me to share another you story? share another story. Okay. So, um, again, in, uh, in some of the work that I've done in the past, uh, there have been um, times where uh, an executive is going to lay out the future direction of an organization, but then not go through the steps to map it down and and have the team engage in their part in the process. And that's that's a problem in and of itself. But then there's not providing them the support because you don't have an appreciation for what it's going to take because you're not listening. And so as a result, you think things aren't working. And so as a result, you pivot and you change monthly. So... Soon, everyone says, why should we listen to that? It's just going to change. And I think we have some of that. In everyone has some of that. We, we all have some of that. Because you, you need to 
you need, I think for, there's a certain segment of employees where all they want is to know the process and tell me the process that we're going to, and, and so that, and don't upset the process once I know it. I mean, that's the whole change management thing, but yep. once I know the process, but for someone that's knowing that you constantly have to be changing, um, you're, you're fighting that natural tendency for things for there always to be certainty. Well, we don't live in that world, but don't let your, don't let your yeses create a world of uncertainty. You can create certainty within um, a, 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 um, a growth initiative or something where there is change. You can do that by just subdividing your yeses and plotting them out. Anything that was that, good. Anything to add, Lisa? No, you feel because good about this? I feel really good about yeah, this. Yeah. So who knew? In Aetna, California, um, on a ball field in a lounge chair, reading James with Hillary... And with no humidity, by the way, I think I was wearing. It was probably was like it really nice. It was probably like fifty-eight degrees in the morning. Ugh. Oh my gosh, so nice! Yeah, that this was applicable to business. So actually, we can thank Hillary for this. You know what? Can I tell a funny story? Yes. So when we on the way out there, we decided that we were going to. Uh, we went to San Francisco for two days. And in, that's when I did a Friday fun you fact. You did a Brooklyn, Friday fun fact. Yeah, from, from the, um, yeah, Golden Gate Bridge. Anyway, um, while we were out there, uh, we were with some friends, uh, Jeff and his daughter, Ella. And Ella and Hillary got to talking in, in British. They started talking like in British, right? <laughs> and so we were taking Ubers everywhere. And um, it's so funny, but they said... Uh, you kind of got a kick out of the Uber drivers because you these different personalities. And you, you know, for me, I don't know if you, you listeners are like me, but when I get into an Uber, I want to know their story. Me too. I mean, I'm like, how did you get here? And they were so cool. One person was, uh, she lived in Los Angeles and she was just wanted to come see San Francisco for two weeks. And so she's sleeping on a friend's sofa and then driving for Uber to make a little no cash way. so you can see the pl- I'm like, that's brilliant. I that's love this. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, I love it. So anyway, um, as we got in one, we were leaving dinner, and they said, let's let's talk British <laughs> to the Uber driver. And so we said, all right. So I'm sitting in the front, and Jeff and Ella and Hillary in the back. And so we start in, and he says, where are you from? We said, oh, uh, Birmingham. Birmingham. It's like, oh, Birmingham, England? And we're like, yeah. And so we play it, and then as we're talking – um, you know, I think we lost him because we we started out pretty good, but we just yeah. oh, we just oh, right. we went overboard. And Jeff's yeah. like, y'all are Jeff. He couldn't stop <laughs> laughing. Right. So anyway, it was kind of a theme. So as the first day we were in reading James, we read a chapter of James each morning uh, in our solo time. As we were reading, Hillary said, "Daddy, do you mind if we read James in British?" I was like, "Oh, I think it'd be brilliant." <laughs> and so we read the entire book of James. In British, as it I were. love that? this. Yeah. That is fabulous. Yeah, that? Well done. Way to fun. go, Hillary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm in the process of uh, sort of writing out these di- uh, in a diary, writing these out because I don't want to forget that story. It's a no, good it's one. It's a great yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, we hope that uh, from this episode, your yeses will mean yes and your noes will mean no. We hope that it's uh, been a bit of encouragement and helps to build your confidence to unlock your cage vision. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. 